Are you a fan of one of the three high schools in the town of Fort Mill? Well, you've come to the right place to catch up on all the information surrounding your favorite team. We're just three old dudes who love high school athletics and love the town of Fort Mill. Call us, the Mouthy Milltowners. And, and welcome, then, everybody, to another edition of Mouthy Milltowners. That's right, like a bad cold. You can't get rid of me. JT's back in the house. Oh, well, big ups to, uh, hey, Smoker's Cough, you're a little too young. Yeah, about. right. Big ups to uh, Keith Cook and Mac Banks for uh, toting the water last week. Guys, thank you for doing that. Um, I was water. spending some quality family time down in Chucktown with my daughter, who's a senior at the College of Charleston, so I'm kind of running out of time. So uh, trying Shout to soak to Pat that Kelsey. in before she leaves me for good. What? Shout out to Pat Kelsey. Shout out to Pat Kelsey. What? Cougars are 1-1 one one on the season. Uh, took down a tough Iona team and then got our doors blown off by Duquesne. Oh, Rick Patino. What do you own? Uh, no, Rick no, Patino actually left Iona. Oh, he's a St. John's. Iona that's has right. a new that's coach, right. a new staff, 13 new players, but it's still the Gales, and they are tough, they are tough. in transition. Cougars are 1-1, one one, by the way. Uh, my Clemson Tigers, by the way, the boys basketball, they haven't Oh, shoot, either. I think they we're playing tonight. Lehigh or something. Lehigh. Yeah. Do you ever play Lee Lowe? Well, they – no. They played Lee Low in the second half against Kansas two years ago. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Keeps a little mad at me anyway because of Tigers and Tar Heels this week. Um, there will be a little smack talking there. Anyway, <laughs> meanwhile, back at the ranch, we have stuff to talk about. Uh-huh. Mac Banks, you had a very busy Saturday, my friend, and another state championship was handed out, and a state runner-up was handed out. Yeah, for Fort Mill and Catawba Ridge uh, boys – Won the 4A cross country state championship on Friday. Um, back down in Newberry was where the events were held out, and 4A was held on Friday. Uh, it's the same place they did state qualifier the week before, and I uh, talked about thinking it was going to be Catawba Ridge boys and Greenville boys, kind of you know at the finish line sprinting it out, but Greenville apparently forgot to get off the bus because they uh, they didn't show up like I had expected. Uh, Catawba Ridge did, and then they, they ran very well. Um, and they they won a state title kind of kind of out of nowhere. I don't want to say it was a shocker, but because when you look at their scores going into the meet, you know it was going to be either them or possibly Greenville. But, um, again, Greenville didn't show up in, in Catawba Ridge. It's their third state championship for the school, um, third in this calendar year. You know, 2023 has been a very good year for the uh, Copperheads when it comes to sports. Um, so kudos to them. And uh, kudos to that programmer. They really didn't have a, a stud runner like, you know, a Sam Rich or somebody like that that they've had in the past, which is basically just showed up, you know, ran out and just blew everybody's doors off. But, uh, you know, they didn't really have one when it comes to that this year. They, they're more of a team in regards to, you know, having top five guys to, you know, cross the finish line first. And uh, congratulations to them. And then on Saturday, in the middle of a monsoon, because it was it – was, It was not Chamber of Commerce weather. No, it was not Chamber of Commerce. If you wanted to show off the city of Newberry and Newberry College cross country, Saturday – was not the place to do that because it was a uh, it was a mutter. 
The mutter. It was the mutters. His the father mutter. was a mutter. No, the father was a mutter. You can't cuss on these here. Areas. Yeah, but no, I mean, it was it was 40 degrees, which is bad. And then it was raining, which is bad. And then the wind was blowing probably a good 5, 10 miles an hour, which was even bad. So you, you had the trifecta of Mother Nature wins again. Mother Nature, and it was just not good. Um, so they still had a cross-country meet. And uh, Fort Mill girls, um, they won it. They uh, they came in uh, led by Olivia Cleveland, who won the individual uh, championship back to back for her. Um, and then the boys race, they uh, finished second to uh, that D school down in Roebuck. Oh no, not oh, that school again. Dorman University. Yeah, Dorman University. That D school. Um, D does not stand for diploma? No, not no. for them. Okay. No, it stands for dominance. Dorman. But anyway, so it was, it was a good weekend for Fort Mill uh, boys and girls cross-country team. You could see that, you know, talked to Lee Whitaker a little bit after the announcement for, you know, said that Dorman won after the award presentation. He was a little irritated, I think. Um, Fort Mill boys had pretty much dominated the, the state qualifier. The week before, I, the week before is you know, seventy-five degrees, sunny, very dry. You know, it was not an issue, and they they scored like thirty-two points. You know, you put the top sixteen teams out there on Saturday, and you got bad weather conditions, and they scored like I think it was seventy-six points or something like that. It was anyway. It was not the best conditions and and they ran okay but they didn't they didn't run their best i think had the weather been better they'd have ran away with it so to speak um but this is the fourth straight year that fort mill boys cross country has either finished first or second uh 2021 they won the state title 2020 they were second 2022 they were second and then this year they were second um it's the fourth state title for the program i do believe and then uh, it's Lee Whitaker's second state title, going back to the boys in, um, you know, 2021. So good for him. So it was it was a good weekend. It's just, you know, kind of sad that they weren't able to do what um, the swim team was able to do in regards to getting the double. Getting the double. Uh, and and so speaking just, of that. Just we'll, recap real quick. So the last three years with cross-country – Fort Mill has won three state titles and finished runner-up three times. Is that what you're saying? The, no, the boys, let's see, the boys in 2020, um, they won, the boys, they were second in 2020. And then in 2021, they won it. And then in 2022 and then 2023, Fort Mill boys finished second. So out of the past four years, the lowest they finished is second. Wow. So, I mean, still, I mean, Pretty good, yeah. Dominant. Um, Nation Four girls finished fifth. Mia Royal finished second overall. Um, she was right, pretty close to uh, Olivia Cleveland, and I think we had talked about that, Keith. That it was going to be probably those two coming in, and you got to look at it this way: the best two female runners in the state come from this area. Mm -hmm. Olivia Cleveland and Nation Ford's Mia Royal. Cleveland's winning time was 18 minutes and 17 seconds. 
and it was her second consecutive state title individually and she's gunning for four she said she was gunning for four um and she's still got two more years she's a sophomore she's got a junior senior year to go but honestly you know mia royal is she's right there and she her time was 1832 so pretty good pretty good weekend i do feel like you know had you know the weather been better Formo could have put off the double, but who knows? But coach Whitaker is not an excuses kind of coach. Yep. And he becomes if some butts and candy, you, know, you got you got to go perform. And um, yeah, and I think you just yeah. have in this case, you just have to tip your hat to to the opponent and and kind of live with the result. But the flip side of the coin is that's going to light the fire to come back again next year and be a little bit better. And maybe some of these variables try to figure out what what's a game plan for him if you can. And and just it's that fire is still lit because yeah. they got that close. They they want to taste it again. Now this also causes Coach Hartso to have another problem because another state title. Remember he said on when we interviewed him, you can only have three signs at a time from the South Carolina Department of Transportation. So wrestling, you're now in third place. You're this close to being taken off the board. Well, the thing so is, Coach Brock, not want to ask for that one once it comes down. <laughs> the so thing just is, saying. yeah, the thing is, now we're entering winter sports, and wrestling's got a good chance of at least getting back there. And we'll preview this later down the road, not today, but you know, wrestling's going to be doing well. Fort Mill wrestling should be doing well. So, and, and let's go ahead and, and I'm not going to open Pandora's box, but I think it's common knowledge now. But um, there was. A pipe issue at Fort Mill High School. The the gym floor mm-hmm. did flood. It has to be completely redone. The Ox Gym, the wrestling room. So right now, just to kind of give you an idea, the defending 5A state wrestling champions are kind of using two different facilities on campus with their mats. Yeah. And, and those the are the mats. Room, and by, yeah, and by the way, those are the mats that actually survived the flood. A lot of them did not make it. Um, it was a very costly thing. Um, so... Just to kind of let everybody know, wrestling will still have events. They're just not going to be at the Hive. They're probably going to yep. be somewhere else. Basketball, for example, I just found out confirmation. I uh, want to thank Coach Cindy Buskirk for Van Buskirk for bringing it up. But it is Fort Mill basketball. Home games will be at the Rock Hill Sports and Events Center. Um, I am going to do my utmost to try to broadcast all those games as much as I can. I'm not going to be able to get to all of them, but I'll do the most, the best that I can. With the now, are we are we sure that all of them all of their home games? I are there? just talked to I just text back and forth with uh, Nathan Rubel, the head girls coach for the Jackets, and also uh, Myron Lowry, who's the brand new boys coach of the Fort Mill Yellow Jackets. So, and by the way, cuts have been made; those teams are made freshman, JV, and varsity. I think that's the same thing for Coach Brown yeah, over been. at the Nest. So cool. we know who the players are, and it ain't that far down the road to tip it off. But circling it all back to what you're talking about. In the middle of August when we talked about these fall sports and we talked about Catawba Ridge, Nation Ford, and Fort Mill, you could see this coming. You really yeah. could. You could see these titles coming down the road. And what's got to fill your heart with a lot of pride is, okay, first place is, is a Nation Ford person and second is a Fort Mill. Or Fort Mill goes first and Nation Ford is You sure I'm going with that? Yeah, and, and, the and thing little is, old Fort Mill, just little old Fort Mill against all these teams and schools from around the state that are powerful. And I don't, I don't but think that is. when it comes, yeah, and when it comes to Catawba Ridge, I don't think they were really expected 
to win it. I mean, they finished eighth last year, the boys. And for them to jump from eighth to winning it, that's a big leap for, for you know, a, a sport that you really can't control. I mean, the, you know, if the weather's great, you may you may run great. If the weather's bad, you may run slow. I mean, cross country is one of those things you really don't have a lot of control over. And like, you know, a, a basketball or something like that where you kind of know, know the rules, you know, you know, quarters are eight minutes long you're gonna have four quarters you know this type of thing cross country you just you know it's in in a way it's kind of like swimming and we'll be talking with coach van buskirk coming up here shortly legend but thank you i, I appreciate that oh you're talking about her not talking oh about sorry you. my bad um i have other adjectives for you oh the start with an l nearly as glowing or start with an l loser loser <laughs> keep going loser no um larry Larry, Larry, the cable guy. Yeah, him. Get it out. Anyway, but Copyright. Maurice, See, dude, I'm, I'm, my shiny squirrel. It's, it's Where, gone. I think where you're going with it. I guess another way to say it is, if you've got a wet track in baseball or in football, that can change how you play. The right. ball's going to act mean, differently. Horse racing, like you right. see. Yeah. yeah. So in football, you're going to have fumbles. It's going to slip out of the quarterback's hands. In baseball and softball, that ball's going to get on a wet grass, a surface. It's going to bounce differently. So, yeah, Mother Nature is going to throw variables at you. And sometimes, you, like you said, you can't control that. So you do the best you can in the situation that's been presented, and you, you just have to live with the results, for better or for worse. But um, there's no doubt in my mind, Coach Whitaker, I think he's already turned the page, I bet you, to next year and already focused on here's how we can do this, 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 and this. Um, but, again, it's not just Fort Mill High School. you got to look at – how uh, Nation Ford did uh, running as well, and, and the Copperheads. So um, lots to be proud of with that. Because um, those young men and women, they've been working their socks off. They've been running in heat, dry conditions, wet conditions, And if there's one cold. thing this town produces, it's it's apparently it's swimmers and runners. Oh, yeah. So for sure. So All These endurance sports. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I think if – I think if um, – Ironman competitions were part of high school sports. We'd be doing pretty well in there. Right. Yeah. Oh, and wrestling. So, I mean, that's an endurance sport as well. And yeah. It's just uh, I mean, the little, little tiny little sleepy town of Fort Mills terrorizing the Greenvilles and Charlestons and Columbias I, of the I'll world. I'll go ahead and, and tell you, and Keith, you know this from traveling the state just like I do. Yeah. They see us walk in and they're like, hey, we're glad to see you, but they're really not. No, they're they're frightened. They're, <laughs> they really, they're like, oh, here, here, those people Mama's that again. man. And, and you wonder if, you know, here we are. We, we, you know, we have a good time talking about Wando and, and Dorman and saying there's those guys again. Right. you got to think that somewhere in this, you know, state of South Carolina, there are, there are towns like or schools like Dorman and Wando saying, oh, no, not Fort Mill, Nafo, and Catawba Ridge again. Well, it, let's just call a spade a spade. In several sports for a long, long time, they looked at us as – Oh, that, that's an easy dub. But, that's that little hick town up, but it's upstate. The, the, the script has been flipped in several sports. And, and so the only thing I can tell you is, is very politely, bring it. Right? Yeah. Bring it. Let's see what you got. And We're not scared of anybody no, up here. Any, it, uh, Coach Michael Allen said it perfectly before the first football was kicked. Anybody, anywhere, anytime, let's get it on I, enough said. Yeah, and that goes for everybody here in this town. Yeah, 100%. So, um, 
Speaking of Catawba Ridge, we're still trying to track down Rick Lewis because, um, like Max said, we found Jimmy Hoffa, but we have not tracked down uh, Rick enigma. Lewis. We, he's an enigma, right? We'll get him. He's a charismatic we'll enigma. Yes, he is. It, it's, Dog the bounty hunter's on it. No. I mean, there's such a really. thing as a silent partner, and then there's Coach Lewis. Like, you know he's alive. He's a person. Now, he was there Friday. We talked to him. Okay. Yeah. And, I, you know, dumb me was just talking to him and didn't think, hey, you want to come on the podcast? podcast? Yeah. And, and, you know, here's the thing. He's such a nice guy. He's easy to talk to. He's just not. We'll get him. He's not there to be seen or heard. He's just there to support his kids and his coaches. So The elusive um, Rick Lewis. Yeah, he's there. <laughs> yeah. He's there. Um, and that's the thing. I, sometimes I joke with Coach Hartso about that. Because he'll just walk up behind you and go, hey, how's it going? And you like jump out of your skin because you don't know they're there. It's like, what? Can you not give a brother a heads up? Like, what are we doing? Um, but it's kind of a funny thing there. But they're always there. It's like the Sidler in uh, Seinfeld, for those of you that watch Seinfeld, and Elaine gave him a box of uh, Tic Tacs to put in his pocket so, so that you know coming. he's coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put a little bell on him or something. Yeah. Um, but we are turning the page to winners. But, hey, congratulations to Coach Whitaker. That is still a lot to be proud of. Uh, there will be trophies handed out for that. Uh, they'll go in the, um, the wall of state champions in Fort Mill High School down the hallway between the fo- football office and the lobby uh, once once Fort Mill gets the lobby back. And uh, shout-out so, to Coach Matt Omolski. I know I'm probably pronouncing that poorly. You, ought to, you owe so, him an apology. Well, you ought to saw me try to learn how to spell it. There you go. Wow. Don't, a- don't ask me how. But anyway, they call him Coach Oz. But for him in Catawba Ridge, um, congratulations to him as far as winning the 4A uh, boys state title. So Yeah, 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it, it's Catawba Ridge is four years old, roughly. That's yeah. it's it's amazing. Yep. Um, and it's not just them that did it. Remember when NAFO opened up in '08? Didn't take long for that first banner to be hung. Right, swimming. Yeah, it did swimming not take long. And, then and that's always and the trivia question: yeah. What was the first state championship in NAFO history? And swimming. 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 Yep. You know, a lot of people they'll 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 guess volleyball. Right. Right. Because it was a just power. a powerhouse for so many years, but it was. And by the way, they have a softball championship. Yes, Michael Kidd was it 2015, I think, mm-hmm. somewhere around in there. So. Which, by the way, I think was Blue Baker and Billy there. I think they were. And so now they're at Catawba Ridge, and they've won a 4A state title over there. By the way, big ups to um, Wilson. Signees. Aubrey. Audrey. Audrey. I beg your pardon. Wilson. She's signing with the 49ers of Charlotte. Yes, not um, San Francisco. Not not San Francisco. She make a lot more money. Uh, her Probably. mom and dad will certainly be. Uh, plenty for that but Chloe um, Berger yeah and, and please take a moment to kind of just lay out those names for us if, really? the best you can throw me out on there I on did the spot. I just threw you under the bus um well I mean yeah there was signing day uh for um NAFO and Catawba Ridge this past week and you could tell this is like unrehearsed and unscripted because we're trying to wing it and obviously I can't recall these people as quickly as possible um i have nafo up if you need it <laughs> no you go ahead with nafo while okay. i get uh Catal bridge well, of course you know uh being one of the assistant baseball coaches at nafo it, it warms my heart to see miles baker and liam quinn get signed on signing day and then reese madoff friend of the program and sister of former falcon baseball star jeff madoff has signed to play lacrosse at kaiser in west palm beach Florida lacrosse player Catherine Barhorse is going to Cincinnati. 
my neighbor Ella Scott, one of the volleyball Scots, the last of the volleyball Scots, actually, is going to Lenore Ryan to play. Peyton McMillan is going to run cross country at Converse. So lots of good things going on with the Falcons in their signing day and, and uh, proud to see that they're doing so well. And go ahead with CR since you yeah, pulled it Katapa up. Quicker Ridge, than me. Yeah, it was, it was a, a race to find it uh, through our notes. We, very professional for us to be prepared for this. <laughs> Audrey Wilson committed to UNC Charlotte. Chloe Berger is committed to play for the Spartans of USC Upstate. That's a big get for Berger. It's another really good player. That's a big get uh, for USC Upstate. It, for Upstate, it is. And you think about the, the youngsters that have come out of this town that are already at Upstate. Right. That's yeah. they're, they're doing some special things. Um, in Spartanburg, uh, baseball had the most signings. They signed six players, six players signed to play the next level, I should say. Um, Aiden Catterin headed to Flodar, uh, Florence Darlington Tech, the Stingers, by the way, in case anybody's wondering what Flodar means. Uh, Peyton Dine, he'll be headed to VMI, uh, Virginia Military Academy. Brennan Helms is headed to Francis Marion. Uh, Jackson Mullen will be going to the College of Charleston. Go Cougars. Uh, ben Wilson will be going to Coker. And Owen Noonan will be headed to Winthrop. And you just list off those names. By the way, that's the defending 4A state baseball champion. Copperheads, that's six players. Um, in girls soccer, Sarah Sexton, she'll be going to Furman, uh, my mom's alma mater. Uh, Peyton Pearson uh, will be playing for Mars Hill. And, Mac, you're going to um, – oh, boy. Sadie Comerford? Yes. Will be headed go. to East Tennessee State, the Buccaneers. And Kyleen Bentz will be playing for the Pirates of East Carolina University. What's a Pirates' favorite letter? P. R. Dad joke. I'll see my way out. Thank you. And if I have forgotten anybody, sincere apologies. And this coming Tuesday, Fort Mill is having their signing day for the fall. Uh, John Dober, baseball player, will be inking with um, Francis Marion. Uh, David Christ with uh, Massachusetts Maritime, Maritime Academy. Academy. Yep. Vicky Lott, Belmont Abbey, Abby Walker, Tusculum for lacrosse. Obviously, Vicky Lott, known for her softball abilities, yes. will be uh, signing with them. So, And that is uh, on Tuesday, November 14th. Uh, they will be having that at Formal High School um, in room B214, which I don't really know what that is. But besides, You went to school here. Dude, that was 756 years ago. I'm pretty sure the rooms have changed in the different things. The building's the same, bro. It's you think I could a, find it's room? It's 100 acres. You think I could find room B214 just by walking through the front door? Do you think that they've done a facelift on Fort Mill? Yes, they Botox? have. Since since I graduated back when I was paroled, they've done multiple paroled? facelifts. Well, if you don't graduate, they it's parole you. Survival, dude. So, in it, other words, after four years, they were kind of no, to give you a sheet of paper after, and say, "Get the uh, heck off our campus." After four years, you graduate. After four <laughs> years, it. you graduate. Yeah. Six to eight, it's like uh, you need to. You either need to do the uh, Shawshank and tunnel your way out of here. Hey, boy, listen. I will just say out. this: so, they yeah. have changed the main entrance, and that has screwed up so many. Yeah. People. So I don't think I know where room B two fourteen is. Anyway, I can get you there. I'll I'll, I'll get an Uber. Anyway, also on Tuesday, November fourteenth, you know what's happening? It's my birthday. There you go. Hit it. Happy birthday oh, to you, Mister President. Happy birthday to you. Cha cha cha. I will stop while we're ahead. Yeah, by the way, in case anybody's wondering, I'm not afraid to say it. I'll be 49. Again? 
No, no, no. First time. <laughs> okay. All 49. Right. And by the way, I'm Youngster. 49 going on about 74. Yeah, with the knees. I know how that is. Yeah, with them knees, I had can another, tell. Had another trip to the urgent care on Friday. I think my days of doing anything are coming to an end. Yeah, yard work's not good. No, I think it's just me talking. All right, so well, since you said it, go ahead and explain to people what you did. Well, I cut my finger off. Well, not the whole finger. Not the whole finger. No, I was trying to repair a piece of equipment. It's called a bush hog, and it was broken. I was just trying to fix it. That's all I was doing. And lesson youngsters out there, when you're working on a piece of machinery and you plug it in, make sure to unplug it before you flip a switch. And so what? And yeah, what ended up happening was my my ring finger on my right hand uh, got caught in the blades, and I had on mechanics gloves. And what the ER doctor said was well, because it literally cut the end of the finger of the mechanics glove off and bit into my finger. Now, what the, what the urgent care doctor said was... Five stitches later. If it, five stitches in the finger. If it wasn't for that glove, I probably would have lost the end of my finger, uh, which would have not been good because that's the that's the finger that my Clemson ring goes on. And that's you gotta you got to be sporting that, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, talk about survival. I mean, that, that really was a, a case of D for diploma, get the heck out of here. Uh, but I wear that ring like I actually was academically inclined. I wasn't. Let's not kid anybody. Uh, it but took me five years to get out of Chapel Hill, and they couldn't wait for me to get out of there. One of the best shirts I've ever seen was at Virginia Tech many, many years ago, and it said four to five years at VPI, or my fre- the best freshman year I've ever had, four to five years. That's a great shirt. Did you really ever did see the Auburn-Alabama game? It's probably been five years ago or so, and there's a sign out there, and uh, it's an, obviously an Auburn fan, and he puts a sign up that says, if you're an Alabama fan, you can't read this sign. <laughs> That's, I, listen, if you want to talk college football, I am all about it. There are so <laughs> many a, things to talk about. That's a whole different thing. It, it totally is. Um, by the way, finally, for a change, the state of South Carolina in college football actually had a pretty good weekend for a change. It's been a rough season. really has been a rough season, not just for the Tigers and Gamecocks, but um, – Coastal's taking some losses. That I'll, I'll be honest with you, the team with the best record in the state of South Carolina is? South Carolina State? In, in college football, no. Oh. Although Buddy Pugh was carried off the field, he's retiring. Um, and big ups to him for this. Rarely do you see a person follow a legend, which he did, Willie Jeffries, and become a legend himself. Oliver Buddy Pugh. And think about all the young men that he's touched over the years that are now contributing members of society, that, my friends, is the sign of a great guy. And he's also going off on his terms. That's kind of rare. And, yeah, and, and, and exactly. by the way, he will always be remembered as the guy who took down Coach Prime for the HBCU National Championship last year. Oh, by the way. Uh, so he is a national champion. So big ups to Buddy Pugh. But, um, but yeah, the, uh, as far as I know, the best record in the state of South Carolina is the 9-1 and one Furman Paladins. I was thinking Furman might be up there, but I, I haven't been following them all that great. In, divi- in the FCS, what we us old people call Division One Two A, the Paladins are ranked second in the country, besi- behind some team named North Dakota State. You might have heard. Never of them. heard of them. <laughs> Where they won like five out of the last it seven national like. titles or something. So, uh, but big ups to Coach Hendricks and the Furman Paladins. Yeah, uh, that's always been kind of a sleepy program. You know, Jimmy Satterfield had success there. There's a lot of athletes in that Greenville area that go to Furman to play football. And it's always been just find the right coach 
And Coach Hendricks seems to be that guy, and he's got that program rolling in the right direction. So, um, And, by the way, big fan of the black jerseys with the yeah, purple like trim. That's too. cool. Yep. Um, fashion statement. So, All right. Mac Banks is totally speechless. He has yeah, nothing well, to say. Your oh, Gamecocks okay. won. Yeah, that's and big. They donkey stomped it's, Vanderbilt. It's Vanderbilt and it's football. Let's not. Let's not. Let's I mean, not anchor down. The, the, as, been as Shane Beamer would say, you know, let's throw a party, but let's not really. Listen, hey, I'm, I'm you, gonna tell you, you got you got the Kentucky Wildcats at home in the cockpit, and then you have the Clemson Tigers, who are very beatable this year. Yep. If you how do astronauts? Six, how do astronauts stay warm in space? Space heater. There you go. Blind squirrel doing? found a nut. Every once in a while. How you doing? Sun shines. Anyway. Um, but, no, you could finish 6-6 six and six and go to a bowl game. But you'd have to do it at the expense of my Clemson Tigers. That would, I mean, that would you, you'll have to go to you know, Shreveport. And but, coming you know. off beating you last year, I think you guys might have a little bad taste in your mouth. So, I think you'd probably want to, you know, donkey stomp somebody. Re- re- as revenge. You say. It, what I will say, though, is if you look at the South Carolina Gamecocks football team, they are the walking wounded. They have been. That injuries affect everybody, and 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 what kind of gets under my skin a little bit is people are like Beamer out. Well, Beamer can't control no. a lot of these injuries. He, it is what it is. Ask Coach Zach Lindak at yeah. Catawba Ridge yeah. about it. Right? For real. He had a, a team full of stars, and they went down like a mass unit. You can't control that. It just okay. happens. That's what happened to the Gamecocks this year. I'm not making excuses. Right. Right. That's not an excuse. That's a reason. Well, and and. For the Gamecocks, the good thing is, is that they Clemson gets to take their frustrations out on on North Carolina next Tar week, Heels. and so then maybe they'll be loosened up and softened up for the Gamecocks the following week. So do well, you think we'll do you think Clemson is going to beat South Carolina bad as as Dabo beat Tyler from Spartanburg? <laughs> well, I tell you what, if Ty, if Tyler from Greenville was it continues Greenville? to make one handed catches in the I end zone, oh, he's no. going to make Tyler from Spartanburg look like a legend, but for all the wrong reasons. Um, it was, just, it was Tyler from Tyler from Spartan, 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 but Tyler Spartan, from Greenville, yeah. by the way, is wide receiver Tyler Brown out of Greenville High School. He made the one-handed touchdown catch. Um, and by the way, I, I, I saw this on social media. I want to clear this up. Why does Clemson wear purple? Because from 1889 to 1955, it was Clemson A&M College. It was all male, and it was all military. Over 10,000 Clemson graduates have served in the military, and over 140 have made the the ultimate sacrifice for this country. There's a scroll of honor right across. That's why it's called Memorial Stadium. People think it's just called Death Valley. Its real name is Memorial Stadium at Frank Howard Field. Yeah, and two of my and, family members have served, and they went to Clemson. And, and so, that's why yeah. the regalia is there, is to pay homage to the military history of Clemson University. Tell you how deep it is, if you look on somebody's class ring from Clemson, on one side is the seal the state seal of South Carolina, and on the other one is an eagle, and there are swords, the military heritage of, of Clemson. So that's the reason they wear regalia. It's not to put on a but show. But you can't it's, wear it because you're about to cut your finger off. What? So what? What? Your class ring. Your ring. <laughs> oh, I can't <laughs> wear it right now. <laughs> I mean, it, it's yeah, size 11. Well, it had to be a size 14 with the way it's going right now. We better but, get to Coach Cindy before she swims off. Before, before she swims off, yeah. But So we talked to Coach Cindy uh, Van Buskirk uh I don't know about you guys, but that was a great interview. She's was. she's fantastic awesome. interview. Yep. Um, you can just hear the passion in her voice. Um, she kept apologizing for her voice. She didn't need to. It's just uh-huh. she was waxing poetic and just her accolades are just off the charts. 
Uh, but you can see it in her eyes and how she was talking. She loves, loves, loves swimming, and coaches are hard out. And the, you see what happens in the pool. It's great well, results. She's so. definitely a legend, and it was great to have her with us today to talk about all the great things that have been happening in the Milltown. And, and we appreciate her time. And we're going to continue to try to get folks on the show as we get through these uh, weeks as we head to the holiday season. Uh, we are going to track down a Rick Lewis. We're going to try to talk to some of these state champions. We're going to get some of these coaches on. I'd like to talk about basketball as we move through these next couple of weeks because I think the season, I know there's a lot of scrimmages going on right now, but I think that ball tips for real in the week of Thanksgiving. I think, I think we're Tuesday after Thanksgiving the Tuesday, at Charlotte Latin. Tuesday, NAFO goes Tuesday after Thanksgiving. I think Fort Mill starts then too. CR goes to West Florence uh, before Thanksgiving for a three-day preseason tournament. But Fort Mill Yellow Jackets, uh, this is from Coach Lowry. Uh, Tuesday, November 28th. Correct. Is home versus South Point, North Carolina, not the Stallions. Right, South Point, right, from Belmont, North Carolina. Yeah. That game will be at the Rock Hill uh, Event Center uh, in downtown Rock Hill. Wednesday, the 29th, home against Christ Church Episcopal. Not an easy out. Not and then on Friday, December 1st, here we go. Catawba Ridge, Fort Mill. Um, if I remember off the top of my head, I think the Catawba Ridge Copperheads have won five games on the spin against the Jackets, including mm-hmm. the game-winning shot from Tillman Chrisley in the uh, Chesney, the Lowe's yep, Home Improvement yep. Invitational uh, back in Chesney last season. So, uh, yeah, that, that game always seems to come down to that last second. And uh, so it's not for the faint of heart. So if you're no. not if, – if you've got blood pressure issues, I wouldn't do Don't it. Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> but that's your, uh, well, your basketball schedule. That for, may be for a mil. trivia question in the future because the Lowe's Round Ball Classic at Chesney High School is not coming back this year. Hmm. Really? Yeah. They had a coaching change, and then um, I guess the new coach didn't want it because, I mean, that to me, that was one of the better basketball – tournaments so to speak around christmas that that they have but um and, and by the way just to, to make sure we're fair and balanced that the fort mill lady yellow jackets their schedule looks like the boys it's going to work the same as it's worked in the years past where the girls will play Open, first so you'll yeah. have probably jv girls they'll play uh, a game then you'll have varsity girls varsity boys so it'll probably go like five Six thirty, eight o'clock, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but again, uh, no games at the Hive. They're all at the Rock Hill Event Center, except for the road games. Obviously, Fort Mill's got a tough, tough schedule. Coach Brown, I ran into him over at NAFO. Um, his schedule's it's well. Uh, it's, when when you have to go out to open your season out at Charlotte Latin, that's never a good thing. Well, I mean, it's a good thing in terms of competition. But they they were uh, highly ranked in in the Charlotte or in the North Carolina independent schools. And, you know, those schools are pretty good. And uh, that's a my alma mater, actually, Charlotte Latin. And uh, I may try and get out there and broadcast 100%. the varsity girls and varsity boys that night. Yeah. And, and Coach Brown, even though it's, what, his second year at mm-hmm. Nation Ford, quietly confident. You Very can see quietly his eye. confident. I think he likes his team. He does. But he's trying to be chill about it. Um, but you know he's got some weapons. Caden Giles just showed out in football. You know he, the big man's coming back. In the middle for the nation, Ben Chuddy. I mean, there's there's a lot right. of talent out there. People go, they look at the the record of the Falcons last year, and I don't think 
I don't think they take in mind or keep in mind how the season started versus how the season ended. If you take that team, and I'll go back and tell you where the turning point is for me, in my opinion. There was a tournament both Fort Mill and Nation Ford were in, and it was in the Charlotte. In Con- was in Concord? In Concord, yeah, uh, West Cabarrus High School. Right. That's yeah. right, the Wolverines. That's when the page turned for the Nation Ford Falcons. They got off to a rough start. They're still trying to figure out Coach Brown's system, trying to get used to playing with each other. But they pulled out a win in overtime, I believe, and that's when the the, the switch flipped for Nation Ford. So look at their schedule with context is yes, what I'll say. Catawba um, Ridge, Brett Childers, region champs, makes a deep run into the playoffs. Lady Copperheads, uh, her name escapes me, Sheridan. Presley. Presley, thank you. No relation to Elvis. She is a young coach but has already got so many accolades. Um, so the, if you like hoops, this town's got You're some pretty right good spot. teams. Yeah, the, it, so get out there and support these wonderful men and women. Uh, you'll be surprised how competitive this can be. There's some good players. So um, anything else, fellas? That's it. Nope. That's it. All right. Well, we will be back next week. We're going to try to nail down a guest and uh, appreciate all the support. Thank you for all that you do to, to keep us out here. Um, if you have any questions or concerns, let us know. Uh, we do not send out formal invitations that are handwritten and hand-delivered. Coach Bennett and Coach Collier, <clears throat> um, you're more than welcome to come on the show anytime, but you don't have to be a student athlete or a coach to come on the show. We'd love to have you. Um, still working on one surprise. We'll try to nail down a person that might surprise you in the next couple weeks. But I think Joe Biden's calendar's booked. No, it's nobody oh, okay. from Washington. But he is a very powerful man in the town of Fort Mill. But nonetheless, uh, we will try to work that out. But again, thank you all for your support. Here's an interview with Coach Cindy Van Buskirk. Uh, congratulations to her and her swimmers, uh, 5A uh, state champions. And here's Coach Cindy. We'll see you crazy kids next week for another edition of Mouthy Milltowners. Stay tuned for the episode, the interview. And we have uh, the extraordinary one and only uh, Cindy Van Buskirk joining us tonight, today. Uh, so thanks for being here. Thanks for not being scared off um, in advance. You're welcome. But, uh, it's easy to do. Hard to which is, off. Yes, which is very easy to do in our case. But, um, no, just wanted to kind of have you in and obviously talk about not only the success for this past season, but the past couple seasons for Fort Mill Swimming um, and, and just your career overall and everything. And, three-time state champs yes so and and like this year boys and girls uh had never been done so tell me i guess where does it start for you for building for next season obviously swim season's over you already looking forward to 2024 in regards to building knowing who you're losing who you got coming back how does that work for you I am fortunate in this business of competitive swimming in that uh, I coach year-round, and I, st- I start with little ones and 10 and unders and things like that. But to prepare for the next season, I look at when I started my conditioning practices. I am very fortunate to be able to have middle schoolers try out for my team as well, 7th and 8th graders. So I look at when my, when my season starts in regards to conditioning practices. Uh, we can have up to 10. And I start out with five or six. Now I'm down up to nine or ten. And I start um, after Fourth of July. And I bring these kids in after summer league, and uh, provide them with a basic practice. Introduce myself um, as the Fort Mill High School 
head coach for the swim team and give them an idea of what it will be like to try out for my team. I'm very fortunate and blessed to have a lot of talent that wants to try out for my team. Uh, this year I had 68 swimmers try out for 50 slots. Wow. And um, so I give them an idea of what the practice is going to be like, what the tryouts will be like. And I am fortunate enough to, I was at a meet this weekend talking to parents that have 6th graders, rising 7th graders, already asking me, what do I need to do? Where do I need to go? Do they need special attention before they try out for my team? Um, of course, I don't like to cut anybody. Trust right. me, I love my sport because in my sport, everybody swims. There's no bench, uh, and I allow them that opportunity and of swimming in relays and things like that. So I really, over the course of this off-season into June and July, work with the younger swimmers, work with the swimmers that are going to be trying out for the first time, and then I select my captains, and I start looking at my high schoolers and where they've been during the off season, those that are seasonal swimmers versus my year round. And I really already start looking at relays and things like that so that when we hit the ground running, all right, which is usually that first week of August or last week in July, I am already knowing my my upper level, where I'm going to put them, what kind of relays, where where I'm talking to the high, excuse me, the upper level swimmers, talking to them about who wants to do middle distance this year, who wants to do sprint and things like that. So, how, I mean, obviously you have parents coming up to you wanting to swim, especially, you know, if their kids are interested in it. But, I mean, formula swimming has set the bar so high. And, I mean, it's got to be hard to make a team like that, that, you know, success just, I don't want to say comes naturally, but. You know, it's it's got to be hard for that to occur. So I mean, how do you how do you manage that, juggle that, and you know, how does that kind of come about? I think that with the conditioning practices that I do in July, I do start talking to the younger swimmers. I talk to them about understand that you are going to try out for a high level, very successful team, and there is only a certain number of lanes in a pool. There's only a certain amount of uh, swimmers I can get in those lanes. I have young men that are 16, 17, 18 that are 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", and you can only get so many of those in a lane. So I work with those younger ones all the way, even freshmen, especially when it comes to boys, uh, because there's no age group. I'm talking to those 13, 14, 15-year-old boys saying, you're trying out against 17- and 18-year-old young men. There is a very good chance you may not make the team this year, but take a look at the future. And I, I feel like I have an outstanding coaching staff uh, behind me, and if they do not make my team that first year or even that second year, especially my boys, I took one middle school boy this year. That's how successful my team is. I send them a letter. I send them an email. And I tell them what I saw in practice. I tell them what I saw in tryouts, what they need to work on, different strokes and things like that. So I feel like I do a very good job of encouraging them to return, try out again the next year. This is what I, this now you've had it. You've seen seen what it is to try out for the Fort Mill High School swim team, um, and definitely work here, work there, different things, and come try out again next year. How, how long did it take you to build this monster? I was, I was asked to come on as an assistant coach in 2008. 
and fell in love with it. I actually started coaching in 2001, uh, Summer League, Tiga K, Breakers. Um, and that started because I leaned over and said, she's teaching the butterfly wrong, just letting you know. She's teaching the breaststroke wrong. I'm a competitive swimmer all through high school. And they said, well, Cindy, I think you need to apply for the head coaches. And that's how my career started with TKK Breakers in 2001. And I took a 68 swimmer swim team. And in two years, it was 250 for a summer league. Uh, I found my niche. I found my calling. In 2005, I started teaching young ones year-round. And in 2008, they, they asked me to be assistant coach. And I came on. Um, I've been very blessed to understand how to take a young person, all right? I'm pretty good at seeing what's, what they need to do to correct their strokes. And it allows, uh, I got into it and fell in love with it and building this program with each, the first year that I was on, we had tennis players on the team that just wanted to build their endurance in 2008. And in 2009, we had some cross-country runners just wanting to build their endurance. And I encouraged them to keep swimming, and I would do private lessons. And I just I kept telling the swimmers, swim the off-season, come back to me, and I'll work with you for 10 to 12 weeks, come back. And in 2009, we had our first state champion relay. In 2010, we were 3A, and the boys won the state championship. Won it again in 2011. So it's that people started seeing, hey, you know what? You, you might want to try the sport of swimming because they're bringing in people who have never done it before, and we're teaching them how to do it. I think that's really how the program really started being built. We, weren't, we were willing to bring anybody in and teach them our sport. I was talking with Anthony Bodie. He was at the 5A meet. Yes. And we were watching it, and we knew you had won, and it was just a matter of them announcing it and stuff like that, the formalities. He was kind of joking. It's like, you know, this is a program. And the fact as if people look at Alabama football as a program, as like a dynasty, you don't go there to finish second or third or fourth or way down. I mean, how difficult is it to maintain that year after year? Granted, you have students, swimmers who – you know, may not have ever swam competitively coming into this, and you got to know how to weed out, all right, this kid's better at the butterfly versus the breaststroke. You know, this kid's better relay versus, you know, freestyle. How are you able to maintain the dominance you guys have had year after year for over a decade? I always joke with my seniors at the banquet and say, okay, I will allow you to graduate. I have to let you graduate. Um, so how do I continue to build? I think that it is the culture that when you come into the team, you are immediately accepted. We work with you. And I'm very fortunate, again, middle schooler, if it's a middle schooler, even a freshman, I have four years to work with them. And it is one of those that I think we do a good job of explaining to them that this is where you're going to be as a freshman. Here's where you're going to be as a sophomore. 
here is our goals for you by the time you're a junior or senior. That's what the boys and especially the girls, all right, they go in knowing that it's a building block. Every year is a building block, and I think that I have instilled my upperclassmen to encourage the young ones to keep coming back and to keep working hard. I have a very strict attendance policy, 100%, unless you're sick, all right? And it is a given. There's nobody that just doesn't show up because everybody knows where everybody is and they walk up to me and say, he had a test, he's gonna be late, It's all I need to know. But they make each other accountable and I think by doing that and for them to understand young ones, you're not gonna make the A relay but you might make the B, you might make the C. Your goal, junior and senior, is the A. That is your goal. But I think when everyone understands that and knows that there's no shortcuts and knows that you've got to earn your slot and everybody know and, and there's no, um, there's no, uh, it's not fair, not fair, not fair. I think there's, I think that's the culture that I try and build. There's no attitude because this is the one opportunity that these swimmers have to get together as a team and go for a state championship. And so success builds success, but I also believe that my upperclassmen work with those younger ones and say, here's your future, but here's where you're at. And I think that's why each year they keep coming back knowing, all right, now this year I'm going to be here, and next year I'll be here. So what I'm hearing is you've got in my humble opinion, three things that makes a coach successful. You've got an eye for talent. You can see a young person. We're talking middle schoolers. I mean, Keith and I have to do it at baseball. You, you look, you watch a seventh grader swing a bat, field a ground ball, right? You're right. trying to make a judgment call, but you, you're able to do that then, convince them to swim. Yes. Right, because they've got a ton of options. Yes, they there's, do. There's 20 sports now at Fort Mill High School. It's, there's yeah. all over the place. But the third thing is, and, and – to me, this is the most impressive thing. There's no complacency. No. There's, you have to keep that edge. And by making your seniors accountable to the rest of the team and basically they basically run the roost and say, hey, you got to step up to the plate, that keeps that edge going. And like you said, there's no such thing as fair. It's sports. Yes. Right. It, 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 you you got to lay it all out there and lay it on the line. And what I'm hearing you say is – you're able to do those three things, which is it doesn't come around very often. To be honest with you, um, you'll find people that have an eye for talent, but then there's the de developmental part, or they can't convince them, or things like that. But I don't want to use the word recruiting, but you're pretty good at convincing these young people. Hey, you need to swim, and then all of a sudden you built this culture like, hey, I want to be a part of this. This not a gang or something like that, but you know what I mean? Yes. It, the, these kids want to be a part of this. Yes, you said it well. They want to be a part of it. They do. That's why I have parents coming up. I have swimmers coming up <laughs> as young as fourth grade saying, in, 20, in 2026, I'm trying out for your team. This is what I want to do. And I am very fortunate. Uh, I've been told that I have an eye for talent. I have, an, I have an eye for correction of strokes. I can see what's, what's wrong, and it provides that swimmer with a feeling of improvement and success. Um, but I will say that it, it is, um, it's taken, it's my 16th year, so it's been 16 years that I have been 
blessed and fortunate enough to be able to continue to build my program. But that you, is, you mentioned your assistant coaches earlier. Tell us who they are. My assistant coach, um, first one is Jenna Pahowski, who swam for me for six years as a Fort Mill High School swimmer. She swam Division One at University of South Carolina for four years. My second um, assistant is Michelle Case. She swam for me for six years. She went and swam D2 for Campbell University, the Camels. Um, and my third, uh, third assistant coach is uh, Coach Doug Fleck, who has been coaching for over 50 years. Um, coached uh, two different teams in the Charlotte area, and I uh, brought him on a couple of years ago. So I've been fortunate enough to slowly. And he, he's well known for the cannonballs? Yeah. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield, Triple Lindy. Yes, yes, you that would be him. Cannonball, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, after they win state, he's usually known. He'll sneak out on the thing, much to Jerome Singleton's, you know, disapproval, and, and oh, do I'm a sure. cannonball. I'm he sure. did into last the, year <laughs> into the diving pool. Listen, sometimes you just got to ask for forgiveness, not permission. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just it's it's. Hey, you're a state champion. Let the man have a cannonball, but. But another thing that's impressive here is you have folks who came through the program and they love you and they love the program so much they come back. They come back. And they contribute to yes. the success of other teams. Yes. Um, that's a great thing. That really is. It, it. The worst thing in the world is to have young people who graduate and then they're like, yeah, I'm, glad, I'm glad I'm done with that. Yeah. Whereas you've got folks that, that boys and girls, they're like, hey, let's, let's get back to, to Coach Cindy because she helped me get to this point. Um, that that's that's well, not an everyday thing. And and I'll 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 take that one step further, just based on what I've been seeing over the last couple of years, because I'm new into watching all the different high schools, because I've been NAFO focused, you know, for, yes. forever. But um, what I'm seeing likens to I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Steve Howard. He was a coach for Charlotte Latin for over 30 years, and I that's where I went to high school. He retired okay. in 2007. And uh, he won uh, 19 state championships, 33 conference championships, 63 wow. high school All-Americans, all this. He won over 665 meets over his, his, his uh, time. And so that's what I see in you. And what, what really um, – he was also helping me when I was – I'm a baseball player, but I ran okay. track at the same time in spring. Right. And he would coach me a little bit on the side. And so I've always admired what he's done. But he coached, like you, both the – boys and girls yes and what amazed me was that he was able to coach them both at the same time even though they're obviously distinct differences <laughs> and just do you find it easier to be able to have control of the entire program rather than just one side of it like the girls or the boys yes okay definitely definitely well the, with south carolina swimming and high school swimming um it's the same in north carolina you go up north they do sometimes split, girls swimming in the fall, boys swimming in the winter, or vice versa. Um, that's where I'm from. I'm from Iowa originally, and I swam in the fall, and then the boys swim in the wintertime. But I like having both of them swim at the same time and having control of both programs because I think they feed off of each other. Absolutely. They definitely feed off each other. Um, I intermix the lanes. All right, I do fruit basket upset some days. Uh, as far as, but the intermixing of the lanes, it uh, it encourages again that um, 
hey, that was really good. Uh, we do lane of the day. We do swimmer of the day. There's a lot of motivational things that go on during our practices as well. Cause swimming is, when it's all said and done, is a training sport. And these kids dive in, and their heads are underwater, and they're by themselves. So when they come up, they're encouraging each other. We try and have that, that team building while they're on their breaks and things like that. So. That's great. That's great. Actually, I was in Iowa back in April. I okay. loved it. In Des Moines, my home office at Wells Fargo is out there. So yep. it was a lot of fun. I'm a, gra I'm a graduate of Iowa State University. Oh, cool. Go Cyclones. There you go. <laughs> the Cyclones. Has it gotten harder over the years as far as our, because of your success, or has it gotten easier, just little tweaks here and there in regards to, you know, from where you – Things were in 08 to when you took over and I guess, 12? 12 and 12. And head coach. And then has it gotten easier or harder? Because you got different kids coming in, you know, four or six years. And, you know, kids are different even today than they were back then. So has it gotten easier or harder? Or have you just grown more accustomed to it with time and experience? Well, I believe that I've grown more accustomed to it. I... um I will say that the world in which you live has gotten a little bit more complicated. Um, sitting in the head coaches meeting, being told you don't have the social media presence here and the social media presence there and things like that, where in 2008 it was like, hey, here comes Fort Mill Times. There's Mac Banks. All right. <laughs> He'll get us in the paper. Um, you were Twitter for a yeah. long time. Yes, you really were. Mac. You got to go. Yeah. Now, did you call it X or did you call it Twitter? Or did you call it Mac Banks' platform? That's, there you that's go. What, there it is. One of the things. So I will say that um, I grew with society and with the young people. It's, I'll just to say it's different now. Um, but with my level of experience and my outstanding coaching staff uh, we sit in a room to do a meet and I call it the Mensa meeting of the meeting of minds of who we put in the A and the B and the C relays and things like that so I'll say it's it's different it's a little harder with the expectation each year uh, but I'm again fortunate that the expectation it's not only on me, it's what the kids put on themselves. So I'm actually more working with those young people to say, take a deep breath. It's August 3rd. We're okay. <laughs> big <laughs> yeah. picture. Yeah, big picture, big picture. Now, you a couple years ago, and you said yourself, you haven't been in the sport as long as some people, but you have already been entered into the South Carolina coaches, swimming coaches hall of fame correct yes so i mean it's got to feel good to be able to do that at yes. at a at a earlier part of your career than because i think the person that went in this year was from jail man maybe and they were talking about their lengthy thing and it seemed like they had been around two or three four decades or something like that i mean two decades yeah yeah happened. so yeah it seemed like they had been around a, a long time so um I guess talk to us a little bit about that. Were you surprised when that had happened, or did you kind of know it was coming? No, I had no idea. I had no idea it was coming, and I was very honored and very touched. They kept it a surprise because at the time I was president of South Carolina High School Swimming, um, president of the association that works with South Carolina High School League, and they so they kept it a surprise from me, um, and I was very touched when I found out who had nominated me because it was Lori Glasgow from Nation Ford 
a phenomenal coach. She stepped away last this this fall, this spring, but um, I was very touched that she nominated me. I was a little surprised that with that first nomination that I was voted in. Um, so uh, I I believe that it was uh, knowing that I have been in the sport since 2001, started in 2008, and the beauty of the Hall of Fame is, and I do believe this is a beautiful thing, is they look at the body of work that you have done in within your sport. So they looked at when I started in 2008, all right, and uh, what I did together with Lindsey Hawkins as head coach until 2012, and then they do look at what your head coach, but I really appreciated um, when I was presented with the award of taking a look at all the different things that I did in regards to starting in 2008 with high school swimming, and then I became vice president of it, and I became involved in identifying the qualifying times, and I became very involved on that administrative side as well. Uh, and I think that um, that is what uh, allowed them to take a second look at me as kind of one of the young ones getting in there. I'd like to think young. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know when they started reading off your accolades, you, can't, uh, you could have swam a 500 free you know, in a, in a, it it took a while. To it read. took a while to read all those. I mean, could have swum 500 free in a shorter amount of time. Yeah. Than it took. So, so I mean, congratulations on that. Thank you. So when you're not swimming and not focused on swimming and coaching and, and drawing up plans, what do you what are we doing? What is what do you like to do? Fun pastimes, things like that. Um. Well, <laughs> people would probably be giggling right now, saying. Coach Cindy just coaches. Um, I have been here since 1994. I have three grown children that all went through the Fort Mill School District. They are graduates of Fort Mill High School, um, two Clemson graduates. And I've, I've been here since 1994. And I was a stay-at-home mom, big-time volunteer. Um, I have twins, so I became, of course, president of the Charlotte Mother of Multiples. Um, <laughs> What I'm a don't tennis you do? Yeah. I'm a tennis player, play a little pickleball. Um, I have wonderful That's gotten big. Yep, that's <laughs> gotten big. Um, I coach six days a week. Wow. Year round. I coach two different groups. I coach ten and unders, introducing them to the sport of competitive swimming. I love to watch them fall in love with it. And then I coach twelve year olds and thirteen year olds and fourteen year olds, um, who are just coming into they may about to go into high school swimming or I've done it one year so I coach six days a week and um, on Sundays she I'm hangs out with three knuckleheads yes right. like you yeah. like you exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I work out I go walking um, I'm very fortunate to um, have a lot of friends in the area uh, so we like to figure out what's going on in the Fort Mill Rock Hill area you know like when they set up the pumpkins and the harvest things in the fall and and we like to visit all the new restaurants that open up. My girlfriends and I like to go out and do that. So they call me and go, Cindy, do you have a swim meet? And they're like, if you don't have a swim meet, we're headed here or we're headed there. <laughs> but how does one get from the fine state of Iowa to Fort Mill, South Carolina? I'm always fascinated by that. I graduated at Iowa State University in 1983. And um, at the time... I was footloose and fancy free. I was a school teacher. 
I love Waterloo, Iowa, which is where I was uh, in my high school years. But I was ready to go do wild and crazy things. And my roommate in college said, well, I'm going to this place called Plano, Texas, right near Dallas. Come be my roommate. I said, okay, sounds good. So I went to Dallas, Texas. I met my husband there who was from upstate New York. But in the 80s, that's where you went to find jobs. And we married in 87. In 89, we moved here. He worked for DuPont. And that's wow. how we got here. So, so you've been here since 89, roughly? So 94. 94. Um, we married in 89 and moved here for a job in 94. 94. My kids were one, one, and two. And uh, Now it's Sam. I'm trying Sam to, and Julia are the, Sam and Julia, the, the I'm twins. I'm trying to remember. And um, my oldest is Alex. Alex. And I always like to say that I have three state champions in the house. Alex is my renaissance man. He did the Fort Mill High School marching band. as a gold medal and two silvers and then Sam was a part of the state champion team in 2010 and 11 as a swimmer and then Julia was cross country with Michelle Case All right, my, one of my assistant coaches in 2011. I remember I got a picture of Sam at the state meet he was running yeah, cross, country. And it, yeah, cross country and it wasn't like it was this past weekend with the weather and everything but somewhere along the way, he lost one of his shoes. He did. He lost one of his shoes. And he just finished the whole race. And I don't even know if he ever got a shoe back, but I got a picture of him running, and he's off the ground. One foot's up, and he's like, no shoe on, and the other foot's got a shoe on. It's just weird. But Didn't you win an award for that picture? I did. I did. Yes, he did win. He won an award for that picture. Yeah. What so. it sounds like to me, though, is that you said there's three state champions in your house. I would argue there's four. Well, there's four. Yes, as coach. I, I think that that's yeah. a, a fair assessment. Yes. Um, we're certainly blessed to have you as part of the Milltown. Um, watching you talk about your teams, your assistants, it's a passion. That that just comes flowing out. It's 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 on your face. How you talk about it um, is clearly what you want to do. It's not a job to you. This is what you were born to do. And when you have that many rings, um, there's a lot of coaches that would love to have your problem of, of cutting people. Um, <laughs> I have heard coaches of successful programs say that they consider that a victim of your own success because yes. you have so many uh, young folks that want to participate, but there's only so many jerseys, only so many positions, like you said, so many lanes. So many lanes. Um, you'd love to keep them all, but you can't. Um, but what I love is the fact that you tell them specifically, swimmer by swimmer, here's what I saw, here's what you need to work on, right? You don't just cut them. You cut them with a plan. Yes, I do. And and so I'm just curious, of the ones that do get cut uh, recently anyway, what's the number that come back and actually make it? The number that return, which warms my heart, is around 80%. Wow. Come back and try out again the next year. Wow. Um, of those that, come, that return, I work very hard, very hard to get it around 100%. I'll be honest with you. Um, my assistant coaches know that I don't like tryout week because it breaks my heart to cut anyone. Because, again, um, it's one of, it's, it is my passion, and I want to get them in because then everybody swims, and I want them to be introduced to high school swimming. It is an exciting thing because swimming year-round is a lot of individualization. In high school, or if you choose to swim in college, it becomes team, and it's exciting to watch. So of those that return, 
I try very, very hard to take a good hard look on where they could fit, where they could fit. Uh, as we get faster and faster and more successful and more successful, I have more tryout. That percentage can fluctuate now. Uh, but I always joke that we started over at the Leroy Springs complex with six lanes, and I would fill them up with eight and nine kids in a lane. And now I'm over at a beautiful Fort Mill Aquatic Center. Thank you, school district. Thank you, community and YMCA for building that gorgeous pool. And I now have the opportunity to have 11 lanes, so I fill them up. And I love it. And I, and I mash them all on one bus. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you this. Keith and I that have first talked week about of February. This, this many times. We, we do talk about the first week of February, but you'll hear us say we conversations amongst ourselves. There's two days we despise. Out of 365 days, there's two of them that we despise it's the last day of the season regardless yes. of how it ends and cut day and cut day yeah uh, you don't sleep you don't eat you mm -hmm. don't drink you're worried sick am i making the right choice what's yes. the best thing for these kids um it's a lot more pressure than i think a lot of people realize because it has an effect on these youngsters but the fact that they want to come back and give it another go uh, it, there's a lot of kids that be like, "Hey, catch you later." Well, that says a lot for the coach, really. Right, it does. Well, thank yeah. you, thank yeah. you. It does. Yeah. And I would, I would say even more so. And I know she's probably wouldn't admit this, but one of the main reasons Fort Mill Aquatic Center even exists, whether it comes to the school district or YMCA or whether it's her. And I say that simply because if even before Nation Florida was around, if Fort Mill High School swim team was just a you know, mediocre swim team, you know, there wouldn't be any need for it. But I, it seems like success breeds success, and as more success came along, you guys kind of obviously outgrew we the did. complex. That's a true statement. Man. And and you needed somewhere to practice, and, you know, you can practice in TK, but that's an outdoor pool, and, you know, if it's raining, you can't practice there. So, I mean, if, if, if there's two people in this town – coaches that need statues built for them it's her and willie Ware. willie Ware. Yeah, willie for sure yes willie thank without you a, that's very kind of a doubt um definitely i'll willie. pull the curtain back as a as a parent liaison for orchard park elementary banks trail and fort mill high school i can tell you when the bonds came open and it was talking about the aquatic center there were some questions um i remember some of my neighbors where i live were like What's that about? And then you, I just started waxing poetic about the number of state championships, what those young people have turned into in their adult life, mm -hmm. how successful they are, and said, can, and this is the question I posed to my neighbors, can you put a price tag on that? Exactly. And, and that's exactly. The, the response is usually nothing or you got me on that one. So to me, we it wasn't just here and now. It was where are we going to be as a town in 5, 10 15 years yes that was the thing and so yeah there was some pushback because i think people didn't understand yes like once definitely. you once you got the information out there then it was like oh that's why we're doing it um so uh, it, it but it's not just formal high school either right there's three high schools there's three the high schools now right and i think that's um i was excited to uh when nation ford opened and then catawba ridge and uh I, of course, helped 
both the coaches when they came on because uh, I'm the old-timer here. Um, and it is exciting to watch Catawba Ridge's program stronger and stronger and stronger. Of course, Nation Ford is our number one rival here. Uh, last year when the girls won it, guess who came in second? Nation Ford girls. So we are building, I think, say we, the high schools, are building beautiful, strong programs that offer a great deal to these athletes, and it has to do with providing us with the facilities to allow us to be able to do it. A lot of talent in this there, town. There is a lot of talent in this what town. What you just said there is 100% why us three knuckleheads are Milltown proud. Yeah. Right? Because you yep. mentioned it earlier, the coach at Nation Ford nominated you. That's yes. called respect. But you can tell by you the way you talk about them, it goes the other way as well. Yes. And then Catawba Ridge as well. And and you really do get what you give. And it sounds like you're you're okay. Hey, let's let's build it. Let's build let's it. Let's do it. Why not? Uh iron sharpen iron, right? So Exactly. Let's go. Um I think that's wonderful. Um there should be a statue of you and Coach Waiter. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> I think y'all could battle on who has the most rings. It would it'd be all. But the one thing that you and Coach Ware have in common, incredibly humble. It's it's about the kids. It is about the kids. It truly is. It, it's amazing to me that it's you can do all these accolades and Hall of Fame and this, that, and the other. But to y'all, it's about, hey, this, this swimmer did that, and they became a great dad. Yes. Or wife, mom. You know, they took on corporate America, whatever they're doing in their in their life day to day. At the end of the day, that's that's sort of what it's about. Um, yeah, the state championships are fun to watch and look at the banners in the in the arena, but you can't help but look at them and think, what are those young people doing today? Exactly. And and that's that's a really cool thing. Um, and it won't take long before Catawba Road starts hanging banners in their facility. It won't. It won't be long. No. It won't be long. They have got um, an outstanding new head coach this year, Claire Stein, and she brought on a strong assistant coach, Tony Murray, and, of course, Nation Ford has been building a beautiful program. Uh, and I do believe that we support each other. We do. Uh, it is, it is, um, what is it, a fine dance when you've got 21 lanes and you have three strong teams mm -hmm. and the practice time, et cetera, et cetera. And I think give a lot of accolades to these two new head coaches this year that they did a phenomenal job, but they also worked well. We worked well together. We really do. Um, because we, and I always, we, we talk about this. I think my report card is when I hear a parent say, Cindy, I think you just changed the course of my child's life. And not that they were the ones that were standing on top of the podium, but the self-confidence that they get right. and the self-esteem that they build, being a part of the team and being successful in their own right, in their personal best time, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. kind of as coaches ourselves with baseball. When I yep. hear a parent come up and talk about how their child has really enjoyed working with me because I bring a certain element of the game to them that yes. they really like. And so for me, that's what I like the most. I mean, of course, I love being out there during game day. Yes, but at the same time, I'd rather hear, uh, you know, a kid say that 
Coach Cook did this, and and I really appreciate everything he's done. So it's and, and going back to everybody supporting each other. I mean, we've talked about that with the ads we've had on here this this season mm-hmm. uh, about how they you know they're calling each other about certain things all the time, and it's just you know this is a a very unified town and it's something that I think that we're all proud of. I mean, you, at the end of the day, you've got your gold and blue and, and red and black and green and gold, but you know, we're all Fort Mill residents and we want each other to, to be successful. So that's what let's, it's all about. Let's not muddy the water though. When, 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 when it's the game day, blows, right. Oh, when the whistle on. blows, that's, yeah, that's one thing. Yes. But when it's over, it's everybody's friends again, they've, they've grown up together. Right. Most of these kids. Very right. And, so, and I've actually seen, new coaches come into this town uh, at the different schools and that's the one thing that they a few have actually had a hard time wrapping their head around because I feel like the Billtown is unique in that regard because a lot I of agree. places you're not going to get that no. if, if there's actually come from a place, somewhere else you're used to yeah, wanting you, to bash the other a, guy's a place head not in so yes. far from here if one AD called the other one they'd click you know so, so um, but that's the beauty of it and it's not bl- just the ADs as well. It's the principals, right? If you look at how they've built those it's cultures. the school district itself. It's the so culture where, that the school district has built. Where do you see swimming at in five or ten years as far as sport, high school level? I mean, do you see much of it changing or you do? I think um, I believe in my heart that this area – Fort Mill and the three high schools. Five to ten years, there could be a fourth. We don't know. We are constantly growing. But I believe that we will be the force to contend with at region and at state level. And I say that because of the facilities that we have, the opportunities that we have, and the support that we get via the, in this area. Um, I was blessed to be able to, um, these last few years, I uh, broadcast with the National Federation of High Schools. And I sit at 3A and 4A and broadcast with someone and, and call the, the state meets. And I have a ball doing it. And what I enjoyed very much was I downloaded the 5A because I'm out on the, on the deck. And they were talking about the Fort Mill area and the quality of athletes and swimmers coming out of this area and this particular announcer was talking about well you've got Fort Mill and then you've got Nation 4 that's swimming right next to them and those of you that were you know were on for 4A you had Catawba Ridge doing this and doing that and it was very exciting and even let's extrapolate out even South Point is becoming stronger and and uh, in in regards to swimming Mm -hmm. and that made me smile that York County right was being at a nat- that national broadcast being identified as, look at the swimmers coming from this area, look at the swimmers coming from this area, Rock Hill, Fort Mill, things like that. So in five to 10 years, I think that this area will continue to be a strong force in competitive swimming. Kind of like how they talk about Wando and Dorman and everything. Exactly. And they'll talk about us that they'll way They'll talk soon. about us. I truly believe that. I truly do. Well, we can't thank you enough for not only what you do for Fort Mill High School, the town of Fort Mill, these wonderful young men and women that, that it sounds like you're helping raise in a way. Um, the championships speak for themselves. Your coaching staff, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I just hope that every once in a while you kind of 
pinch yourself and maybe look back and, and have a little bit of an appreciation of the accomplishment and then keep on moving forward. I hope to do that. And I appreciate you taking time out on a, the one day of the week you don't coach. You're uh-huh. in here with us. Oh, I, heads, so we I really enjoyed that. it. Thank you so very but much. You've been for thinking about coaching next week, though. Oh yeah, I already got that. All right, I'm already on that. I do that all the time, and we've got two months off. <laughs> Supposedly, right. Well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it, and I appreciate you highlighting my team and my career. Thank you very much. All right. Well, thank you for for coming in. We appreciate it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the um, strong season in 2024. I always joke and say. Folders already started. Here we go. They'll be here yep. before you know it. Yep. Thank you, gentlemen. Yep. Take it easy. Thank you, Coach. Mm-hmm.